everybody, it's Michael, and before we start today's show, we have some Patreon shoutouts. These are fine club scouts who have uh, joined our uh, Patreon campaign, Bigfoot Collectors Club, the other side, where every month they unlock bonus uh, reward episodes every month, and they are supporting the show and keeping us alive. Thank you so much. So, here we go. I would like to thank Bem Rose. Thank you. Michael Hendricks. Thanks, Mike. Alicia Furrow. Thank you. Kate Owsley. Thanks, Kate. Mike Hendricks. Thank you. Christine Hevding. Hevding? Thank you. Hevding. Thank you. I'm sorry, Christine. Nora Jane. <laughs> Thanks, Nora. Christine. Thank you. Candace Booth. Thank you. Sophtron. Thank you. Danny Moe. Thank you. Megan Munt. Thanks, Megan. Michael. Appreciate you. Thank Kenneth you. Kenneth Milam. Thank you. Tanya Kusak. Thanks, Tanya. Bailey Kearns. Thank you. Harry Loomer Young. Thanks, Harry. Frank Maggio. Thanks. Joe Nunez. Thank you. Tim Benninger. Thank you. Snow Fane. Hi, Thank Snow. You. Snow's a old friend of mine. Thank you so nice. much, Snow. Uh, Martin Shavira. Thanks, Martin. Brett Swinson. Thank you. Kyle Williams. Thank you. Tommy Short. Thanks. Janessa Eddy. Thank you. John Arassi. Thanks, John. Jessica Soltero. Thank you. Martin Galvin. Thanks. Albert Aguilar. Thank you. Julie Grayman. Thank you. Or Grauman. I'll thank both of you. Sarah Vander uh Sarah Vandermeiden. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah. Thank you. Kelly Cruz. Thank you. Jesse Barefoot. Thank you. Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. Mary Mickelson. Thank you. Megan Henderson. Thank you. Robert Dunn. Thanks. Erica Carpenter. Thank you. Eric Olson. Thank you, Eric. Jay Bray upgraded their donation to a very generous amount per Way month. Go, Jay. Thank you. That's above and beyond. Uh Brendan Trinidad. Thank you. Heather. Thanks, Heather. Zachary Costilla. Thank you. Brad. Thanks, Brad. Michelle Spitzer. Hi, Michelle. Thank you. AJ Evert. Thank you. Guys. That's insane. That is fucking Wowzer. crazy. That's so many people. Wow, Guys, you are coming out strong for us. Thank you. Um, we've got, by this point, over 80 episodes, minisodes, bonus stuff. Uh, so go check out uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club, The Other Side. We also have in our feed some sample episodes. If you're not quite curious, if it's you know if you're ready to make that commitment, check out some of our sampler episodes that we've thrown up on the main feed. I think you'll really enjoy them. Um, all right, guys. That's it, man. Guess Thank what? you. It's time for the show. <laughs> it's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, your mic's not even on. Oh, Where yeah. happened to your microphone? His mic's not on, ladies and you gentlemen. You did that on purpose. I promise that he said, yeah. Yeah. You're trying <laughs> to mute me, man. No, dude. I trying to censor me from my Bigfoot talk, Completely man. the opposite. I Now my mic is way too on. I just... Put it in my mouth. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to well, we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history <laughs> and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and our super producer, Riley Bray. And tonight, 
We are celebrating the victory of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, That's man, right. Congrats. I just have to. You did it. I left that there. cliffhanger from last week. I just want to let everybody out there. I know that you were cheering for me. You won it for him. I know you're happy that I won, <laughs> that I'm a big winner. So thank you to all of my fans for supporting me through this this wonderful time. Michael, did you actually do any sort of magical rituals in your in, in the privacy of your own apartment? I did not. But I tell okay. you what, I did what. What I said I was going to do, yep, good. which is I wore this. The it was clean. I did wash it. Good. I wore the same shirt, the same sweatshirt. Yep. I went to the same bar, and I didn't leave. Great. And a friend of the show, Danny Jollis, was there. I call him Good Luck Danny. Good Luck Danny. And uh, we won. It was <clears throat> amazing. Great. It was Signing an amazing game. game. It was talk about a huge comeback. Yeah. It was incredible. Talk about manifesting uh, your will into existence. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. And everybody else on the team. But yep. man, that guy. Amazing. Oh, boy. All right, here we go. Um, today's guest, I want to bring her in because she's staring at me like, <laughs> what am I supposed to talk? <laughs> <laughs> I just keep talking about Kids City Chiefs for uh, 20 more minutes. They're having a big parade tomorrow. They shut down schools and businesses all over the city. Anyway, sure. um, <laughs> I'm happy. 50 years, everybody. Um, she is. She's acted and she's starred in uh, multiple film and TV projects. I can't even list them all, but you might know her from *Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce*, *The Good Doctor*, *Tron Legacy*, or, or soon to be the upcoming Netflix series *Firefly Lane*. Sweet, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, please give a warm club scout welcome to. Bo Garrett! Yeah! Hi, Bo. Applause all around. Applause all around. Hi, you just got back in town, you said. I sure did. Where were you? Uh, I was shooting up in Vancouver, Canada. That's nice and toasty. Yeah. Drove back down. Oh, you dro- oh, that's, that's the a best great drive. drive. It's a that great. Is, yeah. Aside from the snow and oh. the north, it was oh, yeah. it was good though. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I got big tires, so I'm good. Um, oh, what do you drive? Like a do you drive Take the, a guess. the legendary what monster would truck? You guess? Bigfoot. <laughs> it's a Tacoma Bigfoot. Yeah, oh, that's great. Right. Yeah. Cool. And you it's could a good see you truck. In that. Yeah, matches your name. Yeah, so, Bo Garrett. It's so strong, like a <laughs> like, like a 2005 a, Tacoma. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what I was going. For. Picturing you with like monster truck tires <laughs> and just like one of those huge CB radio like racks, headlights up top, just Flow like master yeah, in the back. just like cru- just driving over cars totally. on yeah. the PCH. Yeah. Um, did you come come down five or the one hundred and one? Where did you drive through? Uh, well, I took like a good seven days, so I went through. This is, oh wow, my yeah, kind of guest. Let's you know go through wine country. William met up in Oregon. Uh, so you did it right. I did it right. Because yeah. that, that five can be, if you do it the fast way, it can Yeah, there's no great. fast way going from Vancouver to LA. But there's, I always kind of go to areas that I've never been, parts of Northern California I've mm. never been, Central California. Um, just depends. But God. yeah. I used nice to hit trip. that trip in 24 hours straight on, yeah. on the way to see my, uh, my now wife who was from Vancouver. I would ah. drive up there with my best buddy and we'd do like, you know, little three hour shifts and She's from Vancouver. She's from Vancouver, yeah. yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, North Van, um, West Van, and then now her parents live on the island. Oh, amazing. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. My buddy, he, was, he, would do, he like lit a joint. He was like, oh, it was the first joint on the road trip. And he uh, and he passes it to me, and he went to ash it out the window. I was like, no! What are you doing? Hold on to that thing, bro. But anyway, I remember that. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a really poignant memory that sticks yeah. with you. Uh, we were dra- I drove up to Vancouver one time with a buddy, and we bought uh, a bag of weed from, I think I told this story on the podcast, uh, from like the most stereotypical dude to buy a bag of weed from in <laughs> right. Mount Shasta, in Shasta, oh, yeah. California. Uh-huh. Sounds about right. Um, at the... Well, I should, probably shouldn't say the name of the cafe. Probably not. Uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, now it's all legal. It yeah, doesn't matter. Okay. But it's back fine. in the day, they were like, go to this cafe. Just wait around. You'll know him when he walks in. And we're like, I <laughs> think we need to go. Yeah, and then the, 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 yeah, this dude who was literally a tie-dyed human being walked in. We're like, this is our guy. But I just remember we were driving towards the border. And we're like, get it going into Vancouver. And we were like, ah, I mean... Yeah, we should probably get rid of the... I mean, he gave us so much weed. So my buddy, like, rolled up a bunch, hid it, but then he just smoked as much as possible. Yeah, you don't want to be going over the border. And I remember, like, so we're at... (laughs) Oh, high through immigration. We're going going through immigration. And uh, she's like passports i got him handing out and i'm fine and i was i just know that he's probably super stoned because he just like smoked like so much at this rest stop 10 miles south of there and uh <laughs> when the I, rebel yells I go, she goes she goes how long are you in uh vancouver for and i was like well i'm filming up here i'm just i came down to uh just for a break and i'm on my way back up and then she goes and what about you sir how long are you in vancouver for silence and i <laughs> No answer. I'm like, hmm. I look over, and my buddy's entire face is just a shade of purple that I've never oh, seen. Man. His mouth is agape. It's melted. And he's like, huh? <laughs> she goes, how long are you in Vancouver for, sir? And he goes, I'm not in Vancouver yet. Oh, I'm not man. in Canada. Oh, what do you oh mean? My God. It's like, wasn't that on like Super Troopers? Yes. Wasn't that like. Oh, was, yeah. I was just like, Jesus Christ, dude. We're going to get arrested. Oh, God. We were fine. Yeah. If we were coming the other way, it probably yeah. would have been a problem. Going into Canada, you're fine. She was just like, get out of here. <laughs> uh, That's why you... you get a Nexus pass. They don't question you. Oh, good mm-hmm. idea. That's my jam now. Do you spend much time in the woods out in, oh, yeah. in BC? Because you know that is like the Pacific Northwest, oh, British yeah. Columbia. That's big, Bigfoot country. Yeah, well, I, I'm a big hiker, so I tend to get lost in the mountains. But there it's a little more intimidating because of the cougars. Mm. Oh, yeah. And we're not talking about... No, we about are not talking about those The kind, kind of that you can right. find in Granville Island on a Saturday <laughs> nope. night. Nope. Yeah, no. At the Sutton. <laughs> yeah, or the Sutton Inn. Uh, yeah, no. You, uh, that's my own... I've, in fact, when I was coming down, I did a 13-mile hike in Inverness, which is like northern Point Reyes, northern California. Whoa. And like halfway in, I was alone. I had my phone. No service, of course. But um, there was a massive uh, cougar paw print. Oh, um, on the no. trail I was on, so I kind of took it up a clip. And Were you started all running. by yourself? Yeah, thirteen miles. Yeah, that's not nothing. No, and I did it because of the cougar paw print in like two hours and thirty five <laughs> oh, minutes. Just I, a nice, enjoyable hike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like that's all a right. big hike. Uh, yeah, that's great. Did you tell somebody where you were going? I actually did call my dad Good. beforehand because he Smart. gets very upset with me if I don't. Um, but it wouldn't have mattered because I had no service. So right. you know what are you going to do? Yeah. But and then I got to my car and once I got service, I looked up mountain lion in Inverness and like two weeks prior they spotted a 250 pound mountain lion oh like maybe two trails away from where I was Whoa! and I could feel him eyeing me Yeah, mm. you can always feel them eyeing bad kitty mm. yeah Just no like... they don't want anything so I turned the music up 
Tom Petty was roaring. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, give it a shot, buddy. <laughs> uh, what do they say you're supposed to do in a cougar? Honestly, you're supposed to make yourself as big like as possible. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, Kick I, it in the balls. <laughs> balls every time. I, be loud. But yeah. I mean, that's why I turn the music up. But they don't care. They'll still eat you. Yeah, well, stop running, right? So it's yeah. a cat. You you're don't want to like, you don't give it something to chase. I did absolutely everything you shouldn't do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> made, you curled up, <laughs> curled up in a <laughs> tiny ball and sped across the trail like yeah, Sonic my, the Hedgehog. My cheese and crackers in oh, my backpack. Man. Like, that's going to help. Are yeah. you a big camper? I am, yeah. I grew up in Topanga. You have to be a camper. Uh, well, I, yeah. uh, I mean, aren't there houses in Topanga? There are houses in Topanga. I actually did one of the trips up because I've done this Vancouver, LA trip probably, I don't know, 10 times in my life. And one time I took my dog and we did a 10 day camping trip and camped the whole way up the coast. Whoa. Awesome. And I also slept with a knife under my pillow in Oregon because the guy across from me was very intimidating. Whoa. Oh my God. Yeah. What? Campsite <laughs> weirdo. It was, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, and it was empty. It was like a Monday. So I, when I got in, it was like everyone was bailing. And I'm like, oh, this is so nice and quiet. And I found this beautiful campsite on the ocean. It was right on the, the coast. And I, as soon as I, I set up my, I set up camp and then this, I hear this massive like van pull in. I'm like, oh, no. it's like oh. Monday's your day too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Monday camper. Yeah. Who's got see you tonight? <laughs> Some thick puma out here. <laughs> oh man, it was pretty. And I, of course, and this is such a setup, but I, I hadn't seen sun in a bit and the sun had come out and I was like, oh, I'll just put on my bikini and lay out on the picnic table. Perfect. And when I heard the, the uh, car pull up, I'm like, oh, maybe I should keep an eye out for this guy and he pulled past me and then reversed oh, no. <laughs> and went right into the campsite oh, across from me uh, but my dog at the time was young and super protective and so he tried to come over a few times and she just like wouldn't have it good but i did sleep with a knife under my pillow after seeing him take his axe out and cut his own wood uh. He's a pro. Oh, he yeah. was a pro. Yeah. And the, all the wood guy. was wet. So, like, try. I'm bad at lighting fires anyways. But I was trying to light wet wood. And I was just, like, black smoke going out towards him like a beacon. Oh, I don't this know. Girl, I mean, she has no idea what she's doing. This guy's kind of turning me on. I'm uh, going to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It definitely wasn't that kind of, like... <laughs> cutting wood that you're like oh yeah there he is it's like disturbing he just never breaks eye contact <laughs> no, with you hey if you need off. a cord let me know i'll be doing it this all day i just love that like we've been living in a reality where we're like the woods are full of magical creatures <laughs> and like you're living, she's really out there like yeah. a true uh, crime podcast lifestyle yeah. we're just then, you know, so narrowly sad. escaping murder at every turn he in the morning i was ready i wanted to get out and i was packing up my car and Kona, my dog, was in the car, and I had a Prius at the time, and I went to go wash my face, and I threw away some stuff, and I got back to the Prius. You know, if you have your key, it'll, like, unlock, and it wouldn't unlock. Mm. And I was like, where did I put the key? And I realized I threw it away. Oh, no. And it was one of those bear bins, the big ones. Oh, no. So I had to go dumpster diving for my key. This is literally a scene out of an axe murder movie (laughs) where, like, you have to get to the trash can before he chops your leg off. And then to just, he came over after I found my key sweating everywhere. And he was like, oh, man, I was just wondering if I could take your campsite. Are you leaving? You've got a great one. I'm like... Is that all you wanted was the campsite this whole time? I thought you were going to kill me in your sleep. And like, and it was windy and I was sleeping inside the knife under the pillow. And once it's windy and you're in a tent, it's like, you don't know if it's a human out there coming to get you or if it's just the wind or sounds everywhere. I thought I really did think I was going to die. 
But I didn't. I made this it. Is why I don't camp. Yeah. Well, usually you don't have that problem. That's mm. kind of a rare thing. <laughs> Alone in the woods in Oregon. <laughs> that is scary. That was good times. These are like the Character real... Character li- building. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's badass. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but it's all right. Mm. Well, you've certainly had your share of real world mm. experiences, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. But what, Bo Garrett, is your personal paranormal history? Uh, well, I have a couple. Ooh. Great. One is foggy memory because I was young. Okay. But so I grew up in Topanga, I've mentioned. And, you know, it's a little rough around the edges. And um, there was a girlfriend I had, Crystal North. I hope she's listening. Um, she was an interesting. She, I remember her parents were vegetarian. I was not at the time, but they inspired me to become one. Super hippie dippy family. They lived up at the top of Saddle Peak. And it was the Santa Ana's, and so it was super windy. And uh, uh, we we stayed. We we're trying to stay up late because you know we were kids, and that was cool. And I think it was about midnight. We were looking out at the sky, and out of nowhere, there was this light that just literally came out of nowhere, really, and shot up into like further in the sky. And I saw it. I know she saw it because we looked at each other. And as soon as it disappeared, there was an earthquake. Whoa. What? That's mm-hmm. trippy. Yeah. And to this day, I have no idea what it was, but. Well, Bryce, you want to yeah, fill her was... in on the UFO. Topanga lore? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's Ooh. of course. There's actually, there was a uh, a guy wrote a whole book on it, the Topanga Canyon Lights. There was a, what they call in UFO terminology, a flap. There was a UFO flap in Topanga Canyon. Uh, so much so, so that there was multiple sightings. Uh, that lasted almost a few weeks. Uh, multiple it was this witnesses in the 90s, and, by chance? Um, the guy wrote the book in the 90s. I think the actual flap took place in the 70s. Oh. Um, but it is a UFO hotspot mm. on the Pacific coast. That's crazy. There yeah. was a woman or a guy who this saucer went over their car and uh, she said that like a beam of light like lifted her yeah, car. Yeah, literally off the lifted it up. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, uh, man, we did an episode on this early on, and mm-hmm. I wish I could remember what year it was. I'm trying to look at it. I think it, it was the 70s. Just look up uh, Topanga Cam in UFO flap. I got to tell you, there's a lot of hippies reporting UFOs in Topanga Canyon. Yeah. I mean, literally. I think they're also maybe on acid. Right. That's possible. <laughs> yeah. Is acid still the thing to do in Topanga I Canyon? I d- honestly just don't know. Now it's ayahuasca. Mm. That's it was, all the hipsters are doing it. It was 1992, dude. It was the <gasps> 90s. Okay. All right. That there you was go. when it was. It was 92. It was June of 92. Not to age myself, but I was 10. Holy shit. And that's about the time that I, you know, I was, I remember my parents kind of first started letting me go sleep over at like friends homes around that time and she was that that's i was that age that's wild so it could be that whole experience yeah. well and obviously Whoa. so it, if it shoots back up into the sky so it's not a falling star or a Definitely meteor wasn't it's not falling. a satellite it was like light this shoot up gone god that's crazy Whoa. yeah it was a trip and then the earthquake after was really it was not a huge one but it was enough that her parents came running in and yeah, I wonder a- if they were related. Well, obviously, yes, of course the, they were. Bryce, yeah. come on. The, the book <laughs> by Pre- the book by Preston. Question yourself. The book by Preston Denton was published Preston in ninety nine, but the it. big flap started in ninety two, so that would have been around that time. Ooh. I'm just saying, you might have been Solid. witness to one yeah. of the uh, fabled to. Pay- I mean, you were. Yeah, yeah. and I was Case definitely closed. not drunk or high. No, That's wild. I was a little young for that. That is, we don't get a lot of UFO witnesses on here. There you go. Believe it or not, did you? 
were you growing up like at that age were you was any of this stuff on your radar ghosts no bigfoot aliens no, anything my like dad that. always because we we were camping at a young age and my dad always had this little you know folklore tale about blue gums <gasps> please do what's it go on uh, he'd love to do this to us when we were camping he would tell us before we go to bed you know keep your covers really close to you because blue gums lives in the mountains <laughs> And he doesn't have any teeth because they rotted, but his his gums are blue because of all the blueberries he eats. And he gets very cold. In the middle of the night, if you feel someone coming to take your covers, just give it to him. Oh, my God. And then he'd, in the middle of the night, he'd come into our tent. It's me, old blue And he'd slowly take the covers, and we'd scream. Yeah. It sounds like a smurf on mess. Now you wonder why I go camp in Oregon countryside. It's my father. You're like, listen, man, I can face some weird dude in a van. I kicked blue gums ass yeah, in totally. back in 89. Wow. Yeah. So that was it. Blue gums was the only one I knew about. Gums. How did he lose his teeth? He rotted because he was just in oh, the woods. Looking yeah. high on yeah. mescaline eating yeah, blueberries. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Blue gums. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't Wouldn't know. Wouldn't that be great if the guy that wanted your campsite, he like when you first hear him speak, he's got no teeth and his gums are blue. Yeah. <gasps> That's him. God. I just what want that campsite. What like, if he's been following God. you? He's been following me my whole life. Your whole life. He's outside yeah. right now. Right now. Oh. I swear to God, if I open this door, there's a toothless man with a, with a, with a basket full of Driscoll blueberries. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed. And he's really life. gentle. <laughs> yeah. He just wants your covers. Yeah. He just wants covers. When he bites you, it doesn't hurt. It's oh. just a, a just Gumming you. Oh, that's oh. just that's he just leaves worse. Arguably worse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. God. Yeah. So what was the second? The second, the second was um uh when I was probably my early twenties, I was dating somebody who did not believe in ghosts. Just no way. They don't exist. And Honestly, that might be a deal breaker for me these days. <laughs> Good to know. Right. Um, no, he, he was opposed to them, didn't think they were real. And we, he was shooting, um, one of the few times I've ever dated an actor, he was shooting in, um, uh, Atlanta. So I went to visit him and we decided to go to Savannah and we stayed at this little, uh, bed and breakfast, which, you know, is always full of doilies and weird things. And, um, and in the middle of the night, he i i was fast asleep i didn't feel anything and he again he was like there's no ghosts they don't exist and i woke up to him white and he was like we gotta get out of here she's here she's here she's hovering she's here and she won't leave me alone and i was like what are you talking about i did when i woke up i definitely felt an energy there that was not him or i it's called panicked leonardo dicaprio (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah he claimed that she was incredibly jealous and and was haunting him all night wait what yeah did this bed and breakfast have any like when did you check in did when you checked in did they have no, any but local all of savannah lore? is oh, sure. just good yeah. point. riddled good point. with good point. that and it was definitely one of those places where you walk in and you're like okay because so. i was wondering like why the subject of ghosts had come up with this person in the past was he just, just or is he just walking around letting everyone know no i do not of, believe in ghosts he kind of was that's his way <laughs> he, you know he was asking for it and I, I had told him when we were going to Savannah, I was like, you know, this is this is ghost town. And uh, yeah. And so we actually left the uh, he was so scared, little baby. We had to leave. Wow. Uh, yeah, so. Did you. So you do then 
believe in ghosts, perhaps. Yeah, you know, I'm not opposed to anything or anybody. So I don't know. I'm not it. It's not something that I think about a lot. Um, but I do. I believe in energy, and so I don't think it just goes away when you die. You right. know, so I do think that there's stuff that lurks. The the energy thing we hear this a lot. Mm-hmm. We talk about this. I don't know. What do you? What does that mean to to you? I guess it I just, think it can mean a lot to d- different people. And I I think oftentimes I'll skirt past that a little bit and be like, oh yeah, sure, energy. But like, what do we? What do we, you know? Like, meaning, what does that like, mean to you? Here's an example. Um, so I lost. I said was saying I lost my dog uh, three months ago, and I had her for 17 years. We had a it was her and I against the world. Very connected. She's tattooed on like three places of me, mm. and um, and when she died, I sat with her until she was gone and i remember the feeling and it's not my first dog that i've she's my first dog her and i but i've i've put down quite a few dogs in my life my parents dogs so i've felt them go this was very intense and i when i felt her go it was immediate even before i knew that the vet had euthanized her i felt it her gone whoa um but I remember sitting with her body and being like, I don't want to leave yet because I've never left Mm. her body and known I was never going to see her in that form again. And I didn't know what to do. And I remember sitting there for a while thinking, okay, now I'm crazy. Like, I have to leave. This is insane. She's gone. I think that's 100% understandable. You know, what do you, she's, you know, this is insane. I went outside and I was, you know, devastated and like on the ground crying, holding a collar. And she... And um, this woman was standing across the parking lot. She had a dog with her who was a little bit like Kona, very similar in coloring. And her dog kept trying to come over to me. And the woman had him on a leash and I was on the huddled on the floor crying. And finally, she just dropped the leash and the dog walked over to me and sat right in front of me. And he turned his head to look at me and his name is Bo. Whoa. So that's the shit I'm talking about. Mm. You know, that's like the energy stuff like i didn't i even like i never really believed in things coming to visit you i was always like okay you know i think it's your psyche you play some stuff on you when you lose something and then but that was like a and it was spelled wrong which i kind of loved because like how the hell kind of know how to spell my name right <laughs> you know it's a unique name <laughs> b-o-n-e bone more bones please uh. so like that's the stuff when i'm talking about energy i think it's just you know when this i don't I, I believe in reincarnation i believe that your soul doesn't just go away um i think that it transfers to other things i think it evolves i think it changes that's why sometimes when you meet a 48 year old man who acts like a 12 year old you're like okay it's not just narcissism mm-hmm. <laughs> you're actually just 12 <laughs> oh really so, so, like i believe there's souls that evolve i believe that there's right. you know very young people in old bodies and there's very old people in you know young bodies old souls, souls. yeah so where when did you become open to this idea I've always of been reincarnation open to that. always where did where where does it come from topanga <laughs> <laughs> all roads come back to topanga <laughs> i mean my i just i just all have all i've got very open parents and we're, we're not religious but we've always been quite spiritual um and I just think I, you know, that's just something that makes sense to me. It makes sense that, you know, you do evolve and your soul soul evolves, and we don't we don't just disappear. I think energy is a big part of who yeah, we are. It's not a new idea. No, it's not a new idea. I don't believe in Reiki though. 
I don't know too much about Reiki. It's just to be like honest. if you're gonna do something, touch me. Don't just hover over me. It's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> like what? this, ah, la la. It doesn't like work. Controlling and an energy field or something, right? Yeah. Something I've heard people like. Have oh, you people ever done love it. it. I've, I remember when I was shooting Tron, I was in so much pain. And from the costume. Because they were shoving you into that uh, arcade uh, machine all the time. It, it was very hard to yeah. people in there. Yeah, it is. It's not a comfortable place to be. Um, and I remember at one point I was getting like shooting pains at my legs and I couldn't take the shoes off because it was all attached. And so they had to like saw the shoe off to free my foot. Good Lord. And, um, but they brought in a Reiki healer for the in-between <laughs> zone. And I was on a hospital bed because that's the only place you could, you, there's no chair. You can't sit. You're in this suit and you're stiff. And I was like, she's hovering over me trying to like push energy around. And I'm just like, this is not working. <laughs> I just love the idea of like production bringing in yeah. a Reiki healer. Yeah. yeah so uh, we know the costume is a little tight and uncomfortable. We're going to go ahead and bring in Here's a Reiki healer. That should cover everything. Well, let yeah. me tell you, I can't remember that at cast but who, uh, completely, but whoever was number one on the call sheet, whichever yeah. actor that was, right. that was their idea. Well, <laughs> it was Jeff Bridges. So that oh, makes shit. sense. Uh, there you go. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if he was number one, but he should have been. She's up there. That's yeah. somebody's idea. That is yeah. an actor's idea. Yeah, and she, and she has work. a crepe truck, too, that yeah. she's going to be bringing as well yeah. for lunch. Energy crepes. Yeah. You yeah. can't see them or taste them. <laughs> but I know. It's like, just give me a goddamn oh, massage, I was like, please. cut the shoe off. Why don't you do that first? Let my bunions free. And then let's figure this out. <laughs> I'll never watch Tron the same. <laughs> oh, man. So much happened. I peed myself. I got electrocuted. By peeing yourself? Yes. Uh, no, it it was because there, you know, it was uh, there was an electrical layer of the suit because mm-hmm. you light up. That's what I mean. You got those day glow suits yeah, on. It just wasn't totally fleshed out, and so sometimes they'd light it, and it would short. Oh, jeez, oh, makes it exciting. So so glamorous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the magic of acting. Yeah, yeah. it's a good time. Wow. <laughs> when did you pee yourself? That's the story. Oh, I wanted. well. <laughs> I peed myself a few times because they didn't factor in, you know, there was four layers and they didn't factor in that the top layer, which was super strong, was there was no, you had to, it's really hard to find your hole as a woman. Like, it's like, not exactly like. Trust me. I know this from my experience with women. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes they need a little Uh, help. You know, and if you don't even know where your own hole is, like, and so you're going with a funnel to get into there and you have to pee in the funnel, but the funnel kept collapsing. Oh my God. Yeah. I was just. The worst. I, I just love that people are like that's wild how you know they have these glamorous ideas of hollywood and it's just people pissing and <laughs> being, oh, yeah. Yeah. So. being in a funnel right <laughs> oh yeah with a reiki man. healer over them yeah you're fine you're fine at one point we're just like you know what these tron suits are it's just like the ocean just go just oh, yeah. go in them just go in them and it's live. warm for how a about while? making a fucking zipper <laughs> yeah oh there were so many ideas and then when you finally take the suit off you know it took six hours to get the suit hair makeup all of that on and then a a good hour to take it off but when you do finally take it off the smells that permeate from your body after being stuck you know your skin can't breathe yeah Yeah. so like you know the energy doesn't get out (laughs) bo garrett you disgust me Uh, we're gonna take a quick we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna play a certain game with our very special guest Uh uh-oh Thank you. 
such a fancy little studio. I love it. Do you play? Do you play anything? I do play a little guitar. I was going to say, you got to be play some guitar if you're from... Uh... No, that was a late in life. Uh, I just started playing a couple years ago because I was bored up in Vancouver and I bought a guitar and tried to teach myself, but it's not easy. No. <laughs> Especially when you have no musical background at all. Yeah. But Riley I, plays everything. He makes it look so easy. Just like, oh, just let, I'll use one of these and just start creating some music. It's just like you started doing. It. I started when I was a kid, you know. So it's just like, oh, that's so very, great. Yeah, I'm very thankful for it. In yeah, my life. it's a nice thing to be able to. do. So these are all your guitars, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He stole them from other people. <laughs> yeah. They're all dead now. <laughs> yeah. we don't Every oh, guitar so you many. see, that's one yeah, that's dead person. I have, from a, bit of a, I have a, bit of a That's problem. a one murder. <laughs> right? I haven't looked right yet. Oh my I know, god! I know, I know. It's beautiful. It's a little out of control. <laughs> Listen, oh. nothing compared to my Star Wars action figure collection. <laughs> that's true, yeah, that's true, that's true. Far more embarrassing. All right. Uh, Bo, yes. uh, this is a rapid fire game. Oh God. I'm going to go down a list of phenomena. My brain. No, it's fine. You just, it's just, you know, it's like word association. Can I close my eyes? Yes. Shh. If that helps. Absolutely. Okay. Now you can only say one of two things. Bullshit. If you don't believe in it. Okay. Or if you do believe it. Okay. There's no in between. Okay. All right. Okay. If there's wrong. anything you want to circle back to after we're done with the list, we'll circle back and talk about it. Okay. This is a game we like to call bullshit or believe it oh we nailed, nailed it, it that time nailed it. only took a hundred <laughs> episodes all right Bo, <laughs> on your mark oh god get set okay ghosts believe bullshit ufos believe it bigfoot bullshit little gray aliens bullshit out of body experiences believe it demonic possession bullshit the bermuda triangle bullshit Alien abductions. Bullshit. Loch Ness Monster. Believe it. Time travel. Bullshit. Mothman. What? Bullshit. Reincarnation. (laughs) Believe it. ESP. Believe it. Haunted houses. Believe it. The Illuminati. Believe it. There's a face on Mars. Bullshit. Skunk ape. Huh? Skunk ape. Bullshit. Put a pin in it. We got another game to play after this. (laughs) Heaven. Ugh, bullshit. Hell. Bullshit. Sea serpents. Believe it. Poltergeist. Bullshit. Chupacabra. Um, Bullshit. Atlantis. Bullshit. Life on other planets. Believe it. The apocalypse. Believe it. Parallel dimensions. Believe it. Life after death. Believe it. Nice. Wow, so much to unpack here. There's a lot. Well, there was a lot that my brain wasn't... Well, first of all... I, I meant to say believe it on the first one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That no, clarifies I just got scared, a few things. But I'm, <laughs> sure. we're, we're good now. I'm back. You thought about ghosts. Yeah. They started to scare you. Nope, you didn't know where you were. Yeah. No, I got, yeah. Out of body experience there. Okay. So, yes to UFOs, but not to like the standard alien gray creature that we see a lot in pop culture with like the slanted black eyes and the triangular head. How, what, what, so, what's in these UFOs? What are the, what are the UFOs? Oh. Mm. <sighs> I, you know, I just... Bear in mind, there's no wrong answer. No. No. Well, I, yeah. um, Even the experts don't know. Well, seeing that I think I saw a UFO, I believe it, but I don't know that the alien creatures are going to be these gray, thin-eyed things. Do you believe that they're piloted craft? They have to be. Mm. But is it energy or is it an alien? I don't know. Maybe the alien is the craft. That's true. Mm. Uh, you know, I just the I, the pop culture idea of it being this one 
thing doesn't really resonate for me. I think we've just created that story. Great. Copy that. Um, let's look down. You said sea serpents and the Loch Ness, and Loch Ness. monster. You yeah. believe in it? Yeah, why not? They're fun. Great. <laughs> Love the attitude. We're, we're time travel. No. Ah, no. How come? How would you know? I don't. I just don't believe it. Maybe people are from the future here right now. No, I just think it's dumb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guess you're not. I really love the here. barometer. If it's fun, yeah. If it's dumb, no. You don't think, you don't think Back to the Future's fun? That is. Yeah. Oh, she no, like, it's fine. Okay. I don't know. You know. Got it. Got More it. More of a Chevy Chase girl. Okay. Well, okay. Fair enough. Love three that. amigos. We love three amigos. Um, <clears throat> so I want to ask you this: reincarnation. We believe it. Don't believe in heaven. What? Where do we go? You believe in life after death. So where do we go after we die? Again, it's really the idea of heaven or hell that I find super annoying. Cool. Yep. Unpack yeah. that. I just, it's, it becomes religious for me and very much about being good or bad and what separates us. And I just think it's dumb. Where do you think we go after I think we, we transfer to other, you know, beings. Okay. Whether it's, I think our souls just move to another shell. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I dig that. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah, great. Okay, well, uh, you triggered the secret game within the game. <laughs> oh, man. How did I trigger as a secret game? Because when we, I said skunk ape, you said, what is that? So we have another game that we like to play called <laughs> 60 Seconds to Sell Skunk Ape. And well, uh, I we're going to have to get out. Ready. All right, get your pictures ready. i got to make um, sure my Wi-Fi's on. Uh, well, Jeez. you know what? Your 60 Seconds starts right now. Okay, so in Florida, there's this little old lady who wrote a letter to her sheriff's department, assigned it anonymous. Apparently, some creature had been taking apples from her backyard. She goes out in her backyard with a, with her camera, and it was at nighttime, and she said she took two photographs. She only saw the thing when the flash went off. Uh, the first photograph, she saw this large, hairy creature, right? She managed to get two photographs, and they're actually different. She said on the second one, it sort of stood up. Uh, so here's the first picture. You can see this creature. Um, and in Florida, they have this legend of this thing called the skunk 30 ape. seconds. Now, in the second picture, um, where's the second picture? You can see that the, it actually kind of lifts up, and you can see the teeth on this thing. It has eye shine. Um, man, I wish I would have got my pictures ready. You can't There's see There's only two photos. I know, but that's what she said, right? Um, you got 15 seconds, wow, brother. You I, better I, I gotta, sell oh, okay, this so this is the ape. second picture where it actually starts to stand up. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but it's definitely something Four, i mean look at those three, teeth look at those canines bone you're done Shh, that right. was a bad performance you're done man. you are done sir <laughs> time Bo Garrett. pencils down skunk ape skunk ape bullshit or believe it bullshit damn, damn. yeah i hate to tell you something what i just posted those pictures on our instagram yesterday oh number one They're and right two there They're right there that's They're half right. the battle is, is doing the slide <laughs> one two yeah one i know well, two you know what that's those movement we got more you're gonna have more meetings okay. in the future okay. you gotta yeah, shape it up yeah he sold it last time yeah. the pitch um, is in development know, on, like 50 50 um, at rachel bloom's production company so <laughs> it's all good <laughs> all right everybody uh we'll take another break when we come back it's time for this week's story of high strangeness cool back and it's time for this week's story of high strangeness mm. and it's been a second since we've done one curious just on our own and this week it's my turn so um 
Bo, I'm going to be interested to see where you fall on this one. <laughs> I think I have an idea. <laughs> you have me pegged already. Uh, gonna find Is out. your story fun or dumb? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little fun and a little dumb. Okay. Ooh, okay. Combining the two. Here we go. Hit it, Riley. The wilds of Appalachia and West Virginia in particular have been host to many monster tales. From legends of downed spacecraft pilots like the Flatwoods Monster or inter... <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> or interdimensional harbingers of doom like the Mothman to lesser-known roadside white monsters or white things as author Kurt McCoy... God damn it, what is wrong with my mouth? <laughs> It's the curse of oh, no thinking about ghosts and it scares me. <clears throat> I just want to cut her. <laughs> From legends of down spacecraft pilots like the Flatwoods Monster or interdimensional harbingers of doom like the Mothman to lesser known roadside white monsters or white things as author Kurt McCoy titled his book on the subject like the stumpy-shaped Grafton monster. Today's creature is just another in a growing list of cryptid curiosities in Appalachia. A large, white, hairy beast known as Sheep Squatch. Oh, <laughs> wow. You went there, huh? All right. So uh, the sources for my story today come from Mysterious Universe, Cryptid Wiki, The Singular Fortean, Cryptopia.us, and of course, ModernFarmer.com. Um, so Bryce, you're aware of the Sheep Squatch? Yeah, I've heard of old Sheep Squatch. You've heard of old Sheep Squatch? Mm -hmm. What about you, Bo? No, that ring a bell? No, that's the first for me. Not on the list. If you had to guess what a Sheep Squatch is, what would you say? Ooh, I just think of a sheep dog. Okay, okay, okay. But taller, <laughs> with a top hat and a monocle. <laughs> Has anybody seen my Rather squatch? friendly, actually. <laughs> well, I do want to add a disclaimer up front, okay? Uh -huh. Like its cousin from the Pacific Northwest, Bryce, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Bat Squatch. That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> the Sheep Squatch isn't actually a type of Sasquatch or Bigfoot. At least not how we lovingly refer to him. It's just a term coined by locals to describe the size and general demeanor of the monster. Because we simply don't have a name, at least not in this reality, for what this white thing might be, or where it comes from, or what it seeks. But its very nature, and the fact that there have been multiple witnesses over the course of at least 20 years, plants it firmly in the category of entities that seem to dwell in the thin plane of reality we call the realm of high strangeness. Mm -hmm. Sheep Squatch is generally described to be a half-man, half-sheep monster that shifts between bipedal movement and running on all fours. 
Now, we've heard of behavior like this described in various dogman sightings. Bryce, Beast of Bray Road, sometimes on two legs, sometimes on four. It's a famous Wisconsin uh, cryptid. Um, that's the most <laughs> condescending mansplaining Don't I've ever her done. Don't impress with your crypto knowledge. <laughs> done about a cryptid. You can find him in Wisconsin. <laughs> It's kind of like a werewolf, but it's not a werewolf. It's not a man who turns into a wolf. It's just a large dog, and it's probably from another dimension. Uh, it is covered in off-white, mangy fur, built like Bigfoot, but with the head of a sheep, complete with horns. It's known for having fangs and a row of razor-sharp teeth and a long, hairless tail, much like a possum. 1994. Strange. Yeah, it's weird. It's super hot. Yeah. 1994, West Virginia. On a dark and stormy winter's night, four women were driving along a perilous icy road (laughs) when a large being stepped off the shoulder of the highway and into their path. The women, who were already driving at a cautious speed, watched as the creature crossed the road, its white, shaggy fur illuminating in the headlights. They described it as being seven to nine feet tall, with a long snout and two ram-like horns protruding from the sides of its oblong head. Later that year, in Mason County, West Virginia, the county seat of which is Point Pleasant, Uh. a former Navy seaman turned amateur, uh, amateur paranormal investigator named Edward Rollins was out investigating UFO reports in a notorious in a notorious area linked to the legend of the Mothman. So it's dark out, and he uh, is walking along this area known as uh, Bethel uh, Bethel Church Road, and he says, "My new hobby took me into the woods and the hollers around the TNT area, and to the homes of what witnesses who were alive and willing to talk about what they'd seen." Now, this area, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, this has had a lot of paranormal activity. And back in the 60s, it was home to uh, a series of sightings. People saw a black entity with red eyes and wings that they called the Mothman. And it was in and around all these old TNT bunkers uh, where this creature seemed to emanate from. So he's down in around that area doing research and trying to just study the area and study the UFO reports. In the darkness? In the dark. He's out there at night because, you know, he's cool. You don't, I mean, you can't go paranormal investigating in broad daylight, but it's way cooler if you just sits out and you got a flashlight. True, true. So um, I think it's the dark. I pictured it at nighttime. Mm. I actually don't know if I have that correct. But anyway, I found a great many points of interest in my investigation. I was not prepared for what I encountered along a creek bank north of Bethel Church Road. I was walking along the creek bank trying to run down some tips provided to me by an acquaintance. And as I walked by the creek, I heard something large break through the brush ahead of me. I froze. Logic told me that it was, at worst, a large dog. Maybe a sheepdog. Or a stray cow. As there is very little in the way of predators in Mason County. Still, I've been a hunter since my teenage years, and I knew well that the WVDNR, the West Virginia Division of Natural Resources, had actively been been actively repopulating absent native species. 
It was wholly possible that I was about to become face-to-face with something which might consider me lunch. His quest for a close encounter delivered more than he bargained for. What I saw emerge from the brush was a large, brownish-white creature. Its fur looked dirty and matted, as if the animal did very little in the line of self-grooming. I can't be sure if I was looking at a dirty white animal or a brownish animal with a white undercoat. (laughs) It was late in the fall, so it makes sense that it might have been putting on a winter coat. Literally, he might have been putting on a winter coat. We never thought about that. He doesn't say that. The creature moved on all fours as it breached the brush line and knelt to drink from the creek. Its front limbs, the only limbs I saw clearly, ended in what were marketedly paw-like hands. Its head was long and pointed like a canine's, and it had largish horns, not antlers, but single-point horns. I shrunk back into the brush and watched, afraid to stay and and afraid to run. It drank for a few minutes, then crossed the creek and continued on across towards Sand Hill Road. When I was sure it was gone, I turned and ran as fast as I could back toward the pond where I'd parked. So I think this thing was like using its hands to lap up the water Mm. like a person would. Yeah, like... They say his um, hands are kind of like a raccoon's hands, which I think is the scariest part about this entire <laughs> awesome animal. tail, raccoon hands. And the face of my ex-wife. <laughs> and a fur coat. <laughs> Over the course of 1994, more and more sightings of the strange new creature were reported. A motorist claimed to have seen a large white furry monster on the hillside of a road. Two young kids in Boone County claimed to have encountered a large white bear-like creature walking on its hind legs across the edge of their yard while they were outside playing. They screamed, the monster was startled, and subsequently ran away. He's just a sweet little monster. I know, right? The only physical evidence it left behind was a string of broken branches in its wake. Another description of a white, bear-like creature came from a couple in 1995 who saw it rear out of a ditch on the side of the road as they drove past. The man and woman claimed that the monster had horns and, curiously, four eyes. As they slowed their roll to capture all of these wonderful details, the creature stood on its hind legs, lurched and rammed the car and raked it with its hands. The couple sped away, and when they got home, they discovered long claw marks dragged across their car. Oh, really? (laughs) The great white beast returned in 1999 charging a group of frightened campers who at first thought they'd stumbled across the path of a bear after hearing weird grunting and snorting sounds. The creature chased them from their campsite, letting out a horrible scream. They all described the beast looking like the fabled sheep squatch. This is one of the sidebar here and say, I did manage to check out Mysteries and Monsters in America, Episode 1, which is about sheep squatch. Great. And there is a really wonderful vignette about two boys, young men named Ricky Joyce and Dakota Cheeks. (laughs) And there's perhaps (laughs) the best montage about best buddies and machetes that I've ever seen in really? any, any docudrama. <laughs> Might have to check Just that out. Just two dudes walking around with machetes in the woods, and they claimed in this episode that they had been out hunting. They're from West... Or they're in Kentucky. They're on the Kentucky side. 
and they were camping first night. And um, sorry for this uh, recurring theme tonight, but that one of their dogs went missing, and they found it in a ditch with its head twisted around, Ooh. as if something had grabbed it and snapped its neck. And they were like, "There's nothing out here that could do that," you know. So then they went back into the woods because they'd been hearing all these strange sounds, and they stayed. They were staying in this trailer, and this thing came up to the trailer in the dead of night while they were sleeping there, and tipped, shook, and tipped the trailer on its side. Yeah. Um, they went home, and the next night they came back out there armed, and then they claimed that they saw the full creature on its hind legs coming at them, and they shot at it with shotguns and ran away. Mm. It, it ran away. They ran away because they were super scared of the sheep squatch. Wow. I would just recommend everybody watch it for the machete montage. Okay. Then, in 2015, folks were on... That was in 2013. This guy was aged. I know. Aging pretty well, too. In 2015, folks run West Virginia. Sheep Squatch returned to terrify more campers. This time, the bastard appeared on a hillside at midnight and charged a group camping alongside a riverbank. Described as seven to nine feet tall with a shoulder width of five feet, yellowish white fur, the monster hesitated along the riverbank before deciding to wade across the river towards his victims. As it got closer, the campers could see it had a long, dog-like head, but instead of horns, they said they saw protruding ears, like those of a German shepherd. As it neared their location, a loud shriek erupted from the trees and scared the monster away. Wild stuff. Was there a so in 2015, that's when you have a phone and a camera, and you take a picture, and you prove it. It was nighttime. Doesn't was matter. Midnight. Flash. Have you ever tried taking a video in the woods at night? Oh, I'm sorry. Flash. I thought you were an experienced camper. And if you're camper. a camper, you have a you have a head you have a head headlamp, and you just light that. If you are being charged at by a giant dog-like turn on my creature, headlamp. listen. <laughs> I think it's blue gums and costume. If you saw this thing chop wet wood, you would understand why I need to get out of there. Um, All right. Do I get to see a picture of him? Fair enough. There's no photos. Exactly. There are many drawings. I don't drawings. All right. So whether the legends of Sheep Squatch or the white thing are true or not, or if it is a singular creature at all, it is hard to completely dismiss the notion. And our listeners know this. That a strange, elusive, and powerful force seems to be at play in the areas around West Virginia. Most definitely. Whether there's something emerging from the mountain forests, or its many caves and mine systems, or from another dimension altogether, I, for one, offer this to Sheep Squatch. Bigfoot Collectors Club is here, and we are listening. Come out and let us know. What do you want? Reach out to us, sheep squatch. Sheep, sheepies, sheep. We want to know. Tell us. And that is the legend of sheep squatch. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend well done, further sir. listening about West Virginia in this area. We have other episodes of Grafton Monster, which is episode 60 with Jack Plotnick. The Lake Worth Monster, episode 28 with Andrea Bordeaux. 
and of course the Mothman episode, which is episode twenty six with Mark McConville. This is all these stories. They're all kind of like little drops in a bucket. Yeah, in mm. this area particularly. That makes you think there's something going on in Appalachia. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something about it. And there's stories of like weird woodland monsters tracing back, you know, way beyond before the pioneer days. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird place. And also, it's fun to think about Sheep Squatch. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's what the crazy. hell is that? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, is this the bullshit or I believe it? No. Yeah, it's just what, yeah, what's I, your. I, you know, I. Yeah, I don't, I just, I'm not a cynic, but I'm also kind of like, oh. You can be skeptic. Yeah. I mean, I've had, again, back to camping, because I think all crazy things happen camping, but I, I, this is not in the Appalachians. I was in Sierras, and I was with my sister, who's also a camper, and we did a 60-mile, like, loop, and so we were camping out every night, and there was no one around, and in the middle of the night, I heard, I woke up, I thought I heard something, and I woke up, and... And it was silent. And then I heard a scream. Oh, that's trippy. I forgot about the story. That's like insane. blood curdling scream. <sighs> and I remember we're 40 miles in the middle of nowhere. And I remember waking up. My sister's older than me and she's much more camp savvy than I am. And it was my first out and back backpacking trip. And I remember thinking, I'm going to look at Autumn, and if she's awake and scared, then I'm going to be really scared. And I looked at her, and her eyes were wide. It's like the flight attendant test. Yes, totally. (laughs) Right. And her eyes were wide, and she said, shh. And we were both silent. And then we heard it again. And at that point, I remember it was so far away, but yet so blood-curdling that, like, uh, we, she looked at me and she was like, well, either we, we pack out, we go. I'm like, we can't go. We can't go. Like, what are we going to do? It's the middle of the night. Like, to go towards it? It's like, no, I, we're going to stay here. And like a couple minutes later, we heard something like running towards our campground. Oh, my God. Oh, my and, God. And then it was gone. <sighs> and this whole and this I remember the lake was called Lost Lake. And when we got to Lost Lake the the, the day before, we had gotten lost and it took a lot longer for us to get to this campground, not a campground, but a stop. And so by the time we got there, the sun was setting. What state is this in? California. California, Northern uh, Sierras, Eastern Sierras. And by the time we got there, we had to set up camp, right? Pretty immediately. (laughs) And so we're trying to build our our tent and everything and get dinner together because we had barely eaten. And all of a sudden, thousands of mosquitoes came. So we had to get the bear sack up and set up tent, uh, the tent and go in without getting food. We were getting attacked. And so we ended up eating like protein bars in the, in the tent that night to sleep. And then that happened. We somehow managed to sleep through the night. And then in the morning we woke up and we were like, let's get out of here. For sure. And so we got out of the tent. We started packing up and the mosquitoes came back and we had to literally run from with all of our stuff in our bags and then there was supposed to be a little creek that we were going to pass through to get to the other side it was a raging river and so we had to take off all of our clothes put all of our stuff above us with the mosquitoes attacking us and would, would so, you know I just a dude you know. in a van drove by <laughs> no, no, no. That i was like so that's a bigfoot story <laughs> yeah so that i forgot about that until you talked about you know so you're describing a few classic whatever. elements of of of, of people that they that they report 
you know, one is the is the woods going completely eerily silent, mm-hmm. silent, and then the other is that blood curdling scream. Uh, people, there's there's actual audio recordings of uh, it was of, of those types of things recorded out of uh, places like that. You should check them out. We that is up, crazy. We looked, so we ended up. Her husband's very logical, and we got back to um, San Jose. I think they were living at the time, and we started looking up animals like that would do that sound yeah. in the middle of the night, and the only ones that really um, there, I think that, I think it was a mountain lion has a call or some type of thing, like a mating thing that they make that sound. And also elk sometimes mm. make this, but we played all of these potential none of them matched, sounds huh? and none of them were like that. God. But, but also the, our memories of it, because it was so terrifying. Yeah. I've noticed through the years shift and was again, back to the stories of these things that people see. And it's not, it's like you, you create this whole thing of what it was. And now when my sister talk about it, I remember it differently than she does, you know? Yeah. Right. So yeah. that can happen too in these like weird situations. Well, you got to write this stuff down when it happens yeah. so you yeah. can at least have a fresh yeah. account of it. There was just uh, something recently in the news, uh, less than a few months ago, a, a father and his, uh, and his son were out in the woods and they heard this blood curdling scream. They have it all on their iPhone mm. and, uh, and the son starts screaming back and this thing's screaming back at it. Mm. And it's like a blood curdling oh, scream. And it, and you could tell just the distance on thing and the, and then the volume from the lungs of this creature. Yeah, It's what, not like an elk what, or a, no, but it's wild. What about the sound of the something charging their campsite, Bryce? Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Wild. Cause we, it, it was wild. Like it was, it was definitely the most scared I think I've ever been in my life ever. How close do you think it was? The, sound the scream was quite far. But then the charging. But then the charging felt like you could feel it on the like in the tent. You could feel the vibrations. Wow, that's a true. And then Check it was for silent. prints the next day. Yeah, nothing. No tracks. Not a thing. Well, so we didn't have a lot of time. Yeah, but the mosquitoes. <laughs> as soon as we got yeah. out, the mosquitoes came. It was like oh, they didn't, didn't want have us time to, to take a, a picture with your phone. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, did yeah. this happen before but or after 2015? Couldn't Bo. record it with okay. your uh, with your phone. That's there, huh? true. You're right. You're wow. right. You got me. That, I will walk out of here with my tail between my legs. like a really nice camping trip. That it was <laughs> special. It was bonding. I just remember finishing up and we were like, let's get Mexican food. Good and damn. we just got a burrito. That we're is like, a full on Bigfoot story. Dude, yeah. what a, po- what a pot same, of gold at the end of in that. In the same Rambo. trip, um, a fire started and we were the the four, like four days in and we were trying to get back to our car which was like 10-15 miles away Jeez, and there wow. was a fire and we didn't know where it was coming from and like you in that situation like you're kind of you don't you go back or you keep going on the trail Jesus. and we ended up walking into the conservation crew and they told us that the fire was getting maintained but we were like are we going into like you know it's just one of those character building experiences. You know yeah. what? I have a lot of character building experiences at Disneyland. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ah. Um, yeah, that's wild. That blood curdling scream also in the Beast of A Bear Road or yeah. the Beast of Whitehall story. Yeah. They kept hearing what they said sounded like a woman screaming in the yeah, woods. It was and like saw a woman. Big creature. Mm-hmm. That was what was so wild. That is such a great story. Yeah, sorry, and I forgot that one. Super. No, hey, yeah. you didn't. I you know, it's it's you weird. It right when you needed getting to. back to Sheep Squatch, though, just like uh, people actually when they report this stuff and then the commonalities. I think it takes a lot to report something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to go by the eighty twenty rule. I mean, it works in ufology, and I'm sure in in other cryptozoology as well. But only about twenty percent of the people probably actually report 
you know, their experiences of something they mm-hmm. saw or heard, you know, there could be a lot more reports coming out of there. But that's crazy, man. The whole, I don't know what that it's is. It's weird. There's this subcategory of these cryptid sightings that seem to be on some type of sliding scale. The sheep squatch stuff reminds me a lot, as I was reading about them, of the of the Dogman stuff that mm-hmm. I've read and the stuff that... Um, that uh, Linda S. Godfrey has written about in her books, Monsters in America. Just these, like, it doesn't seem to fit into one consistent category, but what everybody can agree on is that the, I know what I saw, you know, that yeah, to, to borrow the title from her, one of her books. But um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, and I, it's so funny to me that you choose to like poo poo or laugh at bat squatch which i understand but even but even that was supposed to be an entity kind of i don't think it was more like the mothman but yeah. it was just this giant hairy winged creature you know i only like and i don't poo poo them i i think if i had to like if, if you played the game with me on bat squatch and she i'd be like sure there's something happening there there's a phenomenon that's yeah. taking place with both of those things it's just like as a guy who's like trying to like move the bigfoot needle forward it's like it, it it's it's Static in the machine, but you it's know? not you a don't, big. You don't want to be the bat squatch guy. Well, right. it's also, <laughs> right. but it's also yeah. not a bigfoot with wings. It's not yeah. that. It's more of a giant bat. Creature. Right, but, I mean, but when you attach the name squatch well, to the, sheep and bat and pig squatch, but this is the then thing. we got chicken squatch. But this is, and, what is a squatch? Uh, yeah. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. What's a squatch? It's just a, that's it's what, one word. Sasquatch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's but a first nations. Do we have a definition of just the word squatch? No, I don't think. No, it's no, just it's one, one word. word. It's attached to. Uh, it's the latter half of the word Sasquatch, which Where is a First Nations from? word uh, for Sasquatch, which which they described the as the the tall hairy man or the creature, and it was reported, uh, I think, by a, a newsman, as usually these things are, as as Sasquatch. Um, um, but this but, that's the thing is it's all, this is happening. You know, a lot of these like bat squatch, sheep squatch. This is all like latter day terms. This is coming yeah. from the age where every political scandal ends in the word gate right or like every snowstorm is a snowmageddon right you know what i mean it's just it's it's a lack of creativity it used to be yeah. bigfoot should be based, honored then yeah. it, it should it should really like bat squat should be called the mount st helens monster yeah. you know what i mean or something or the monster of st helen like people just got it, lazy yeah people yeah. just start it's the local thing people start coming mm. up people with the, these name, memes yeah. They kind of catch on really quickly mm. um and you're right in that sense that we need to sort of differentiate that's why I opened yeah. it up with the disclaimer of like we're not actually talking about a Bigfoot here. You realize our guest has seen a UFO, had a Bigfoot experience, and a ghost experience. Yeah. And I didn't know if I had anything to talk about today. <laughs> you have the holy trifecta. That's yeah. a threefer. Yeah, that's the, the first three at the top of bullshit or believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this you're uh, like in the golden guest club. Let me just yeah. laminate your club card yeah. here. Yeah, Thank you so much. Um, you here's go. your uniform. God. Um, yes, I know. And we actually got. I was going to see if I could look it up. We got a letter from a listener, Bryce. Yeah. About uh, remember when we were talking on. Rachel's episode about Rachel had asked if there was a commonality between Sesquet or whatever the word is right. and Saskatchewan. And no, the answer is no. But um, we had a listener write in. I don't know if you, I'm trying to look it up. I'm, I'm trying to look up that. Uh... Do they come oh, from yeah. like Saskatoon? Like, is that how you no, say it? No, it's just thing. It was an indigenous, it was a First uh, Nations word oh, I found for. That- I found that video, though, for Bo, that strange, unknown noise. Ooh, play it. Yes, scream. I thought it was a moose, but my mind changed when it screamed again and again. Play this it. Is le- this is less than six months old. Um, hot news tip. Hot news tip here. 
Ooh. I wonder if I can hear. Oh, let me turn my sound up. That would help. Okay, sound. <laughs> Get it going. Can I, do I hear anything? What's going on here? Maybe your mute's on. No, it shouldn't Bluetooth? be. Bluetooth connected Hold to on. some headphones somewhere. No. Oh, there's the grandson screaming back. like dogs barking isn't that strange that sounds like a deep howl that not sounds like a... dogs no this was anyway i wish i could i i yeah no it was it was higher pitched it was like like a woman a screaming. woman screaming at the top of her lungs wow that's that beast of bray road stuff it was right really disturbing i don't know that's strange Stuck with me yeah 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 well bo <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being part of the show tonight Thank and bringing three awesome stories. Yeah, what a You're pleasure. You're so welcome. Bo, Thank you for uh, having me. I like Bigfoot, and you may be able to answer this question literally. Where in the w- woods can you be found? Should people want to find you? If they wanted to find me, yeah. I wouldn't tell them where I was. Mm. <laughs> Is there anything, social media, anything people can follow you on? Oh, um, yeah, if they want. I mean, if they want to. It's their choice. I'm, I'm <laughs> not super. Them know I do travel a lot. So um, I have a Instagram account called Black Dog Travels. Great. Um, and I, that's, I, yeah, not a, not on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, but I never go on it. Yeah. I really don't like social media. That's okay. But uh, we'll yeah, Black Dog in... Travels is fun. Okay, great. I, I cool. post about my travels. Fantastic. Great. Yeah. I love it. We'll, we'll uh, tag you over there. Show. Yeah, thank um, you. So thank you for doing this. Uh, you can find us always at Bigfoot Collectors Club uh, on Instagram and Bigfoot Pod on Twitter. Uh, please write to us with your own paranormal stories at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com. Check out our merch at the T Public Campfire Media Shop, go over there, check out, get yourself a shirt, cool, cool shirt with the tent and and Bigfoot on there. It's our logo. So, uh, guys, anything you want to plug? Oh, uh, definitely come to our live show at Bigfoot Lodge here in LA Monday, February seventeenth at seven p.m. The show is free, and it's for twenty one and up only. Bryce yeah. Riley, what do you got? Psh, that's a good enough for me, All man. Right. I'd say good. just check out the Patreon. We've been putting a lot of cool stuff on there this month, We're and we have a lot more oh, yeah. Stepping up our Patreon game. Yes. So. We are, and yeah. thank you, everyone, who's joined in just the past few weeks. We really appreciate it. You guys are incredible. Alright, guys. Uh, I remain Michael McMillan for Bryce Johnson and Riley Bray. Until next time. Oh, Good I night. have one more thing. Sorry. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I'll play it last minute. Yes, oh, please. Um, also, um, I work with a rescue called Hit Living Foundation, and I'm taking in fosters. I have a foster coming with me tomorrow. I will post it on my Instagram um, if anyone wants it to. Oh, I thought you had home. like another monster sighting or something. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's another plug. If anyone wants it, I'll post it on my Instagram. You can direct message me. Fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry. And thank you for <laughs> finding homes yeah. for yes, dogs, especially truly. the elderly ones. Yeah, it's all elderly. Fantastic. All right, guys. Good night. (laughs) And go get regressed. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad you said that because I was actually. I'm a little late on things.
Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.